0: Real Cuff Radio is about to begin.
1: Everybody loves a hero. I believe there's a hero in all of us.
0: We're really excited to have Thurman Scribner on here tonight, who is not only a pastor, but a teacher and a healing evangelist, and we asked Thurman to come on here tonight. If you have not listened to God Power, which tells his testimony, I would suggest you go hear that first. But Thurman is going to talk about cancer tonight. And right now, I mean, if every hospital I go to, there's somebody I run into, whether it's their family member or, you know, a friend or themselves that's dealing with cancer. And I just want to say that you know I have been healed through his ministry my my family has been healed through his ministry and I've sent many patients from the hospital who have been healed through his ministry so I'm really proud to have him on tonight and Thurman you yes, can go ahead and, and just share what you uh, share some of your knowledge with us on cancer tonight
2: well there's there's two two main reasons people have cancer number one is unforgiveness anytime you get unforgiveness <clears throat> Jesus said in his word in Matthew 18 21 through 35 that if we do not forgive he God the Father will send a tormenting spirit which is cancer to our bodies for either us or our spouse or our children or that tormenting spirit will have access to all of our livelihood. So all that's found in Matthew chapter 18, verse 21 through 35. So if if a man or a woman, of course this is a, a really an awesome thing I've learned over the years, that when a man and a woman get married, the two become one. In God's sight, they're no longer two, but one. So if you happen to be the best, deacon or pastor or anything else in the church walking in love doing everything right and you happen to be married to a woman that does not forgive readily that holds grudges i guarantee it'll bring terminal cancer into your life and it will always come to the man instead of the woman it comes to the man because he's the most spiritual in the family now then if it's the other way around and the woman is the most spiritual in the family, and either one of them get into unforgiveness, the spirit will come to the woman. It'll come to the one that's the most spiritual every time. And then after the spirit has killed that person, then within a month or two or three months, maybe six months, but usually not that long, that spirit of cancer will move over to the other one, and it'll kill both of them. And then if they're not really fortunate, it will move to their children. If they've got children that don't know how to walk in obedience to God's word, that spirit will take over those children and it will continue to wipe out the whole family. And we call it hereditary or something like that, but it's not. It's a spirit and it's a curse that comes upon us because of unforgiveness. Now, unforgiveness is the number one killer by cancer in the church today but one that goes right along with it. I would put these two, when I say that's number one, this one is really close to number one. Also, these two run neck and neck. The other one is not putting God first, breaking the first commandment. So you can see people, in fact, my first case with terminal cancer was a 42-year-old man that came to church every time the door was open on Sunday. He was a businessman. He owned his own business. He was really a good man. I mean, he was a great man of God. I had him in my Sunday school class years ago. This was back in the early 80s. I had this man in my Sunday school class as I was a teacher in a Baptist church. And then he came down with cancer, stage 4 lymphoma, terminal cancer, in every organ of his body. And wow. Whenever that happened, I had no idea what caused cancer. In fact, I had no idea what caused sickness. But now I know. But then I didn't know. And so I just couldn't believe that this man had this terminal cancer since he was such a good Christian. But after we got to talking about it, we figured out that because the Lord showed us in his word that this man had not been putting God first. He was only giving God one day a week, which is Sunday, and the other six days he was using it for his company, for his business. And so he was a spiritual prostitute. And so the Lord struck him with this cancer. And it says in the scriptures in Matthew 18, not Matthew 18, 21 through 35, it says, and the Lord, the Father in Heaven struck you with this tormenting spirit. So this cancer comes. When, when I've heard people say that cancer does not come from God, but it does come from God. It is very clear in Matthew eighteen twenty-one through thirty-five where that tormenting spirit comes from, and it says it comes from the Father. If you do not forgive everybody from your heart, and I have proven this over and over and over many a time with people and if anybody gets into unforgiveness and to have a mate that either one of you get into unforgiveness don't let the sun go down on your wrath because if you do just like that scripture says you're going to give place to the devil and he'll be there tomorrow with cancer in your body so you don't want to give him place so you don't want to get into unforgiveness you want to walk in love now if you walk in love Obey God's word and do what he says and walk in love. You cannot be made sick. I mean, no sickness can attach itself to you, none. You won't never have to be sick again if you'll walk in the God kind of love and put God first. And then, of course, there's another uh, scary one that comes right along close behind these two, and that, that causes cancer, and I've seen it work in all kinds of cancer, brain tumors, you know, uh, all kinds of, of cancer, that when you think about John 15, 2, John chapter 15, verse 2 says, Every branch in me that bears no fruit, I, God, cut it off. Now, that's scary. I mean, that's really scary, but it says it, and it means what it says. And so people don't believe God's Word. People think we're under some greasy grace out there that we can just not we can accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior and then we don't have to do anything. We can just do whatever we want to do and everything's going to be okay. But that's not what the scripture teaches. The scripture teaches that you, after you get saved, you are to become a clean, pure, holy Son of God. You're to walk holy in His presence. You're to be out there Uh, Doing things for the kingdom, producing fruit for the kingdom, winning people into the kingdom, going to church, tithing, and doing all those things that God says. Now, if a man does not do those things, it will bring cancer upon his body or, or upon his children. I have seen children, in fact, one of the most awesome experiences I had with cancer in a child was a grandmother asked me, I was at DFW Airport one day, And there was a grandmother who saw me there, and she said, Thurman, my 15-year-old grandson has been diagnosed with cancer. He's in Cook's Medical Center. Would you go over there and pray for him? I said, I will. So I went over to Cook's Medical Center, and I found the room, and the doctor had just given the boy a chemo treatment. And the daddy was there. And I, I said, Doc, I said, how's the boy doing? And he said, well, he's not responding to treatment very well at all and so i turned to the daddy and i said sir if your son is not responding where is your wife why isn't she down here he said me and hers not getting along too good uh oh there's that unforgiveness and i said wow i said you and you and your wife are not getting along and he says well no i said okay there's an unforgiveness or a bitterness somewhere between you two and i said that's why your son has got cancer he said, what? He said, you're trying to tell me that my son has cancer because of our sin? I said, absolutely. I mean, the scripture clearly teaches in Matthew 18:21 through 35, that either you or your wife get into unforgiveness. It'll open the door to all, all of you, the children, assets, and everything. And I said, that's what's happened. So anyway, we called the mother, and she came down, and I told her, I said, ma'am, if you want this boy to live, you're going to have to forgive your husband. And you and him are going to have to get back in your love walk with each other. And she said, you mean if I don't forgive him, my son's going to die? I said, yes, ma'am. I guarantee he's going to die. I said, but if you'll forgive your husband and your husband will forgive you and the two of you will get back into your love walk like God says, I said, then I can pray for your child and guarantee God will heal him. And so she said, well, I certainly don't want him to die. And I said, well, I wouldn't think so. So the mother and the dad, they repented to God and repented to each other, and they hugged each other right there and said they promised to live together in love, and they forgive each other for whatever the little incident was that uh, they were holding this grudge. I went over and prayed for that boy, and the mother said, Do you have a business card? I said, Yes, ma'am. She said, Is your phone number on it? I said, Yes, ma'am. She said, I want a copy. I said, Okay, so i give her one. And the next afternoon, that was 2 o'clock that afternoon, and the next afternoon at 4 o'clock, the daddy called me and said, Thurman, we're going home from the hospital. The doctors can't find a sign of cancer in my son nowhere. And that boy got completely healed from that. I have seen those kind of things happen with cancer over and over and over. So what causes cancer? Unforgiveness, bitterness. Not putting God first. Not producing fruit for the kingdom of God. Outdoing your own thing. Not putting God first. Those are the things that causes cancer upon us. And it will kill you every time if you're, unless you're really lucky. If you're lucky and enough people pray for you, you might get healed and you may not get healed. You're just calling on the mercy of God. But if you really want to see people get healed... You make sure they know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, that they are putting him first, that they're reading the word and studying the word and spending time with God every day. Now, people don't think they have to do that. The average Christian, the reason we have so much cancer in the church today is because people, when I come to people and they got cancer, I say, are you a Christian? Yes. Do you go to church? Well, some do you read the Bible? No, I can't understand it. No, I don't read it. I said, it doesn't say read it, it says study it. It doesn't say read, it says study. I said, so you want to know why you got cancer? I said, there it is. Do you hold an unforgiveness toward anybody? Oh yeah, I've got grudges against all kinds of people. I said, there it is. I've seen this over and over and over. So if anybody wants to get rid of cancer, it's real simple. All you got to do is do what God says. Walk in love. Ask him to forgive you of all your sin. And walk in obedience to his word. Love him. I mean, praise him, worship him, and thank him for what he's done. And walk in love with yourself and with everybody. And when a man or a woman will do that, those are the major issues that brings cancer on people. Not putting God first holding an unforgiveness towards someone, not producing fruit for the kingdom of God. All those things bring terminal cancer into people's lives and they die early all because they didn't put God first. And I've seen hundreds of cases of people healed that I can get to them in time where they still can talk and I can still... Now, if you you call me and say, I want you to come down and pray for my mother, she's... 97 years old, and she's got cancer, and she can't talk, and she can't hardly even breathe. Don't 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 waste my time. You ain't going to be able to get through to that woman and build her faith and get her where she needs to be at that age. It just ain't going to happen, you know. So unless God has a plan for that person, and you go down and you pray for them, uh, then sometimes you can get them healed. But as a rule, you need to get there in time while they're still conscious, where they can talk to you, where they can acknowledge the sin they got, and all those things. So then, and then you teach them. You've got to start producing fruit for the kingdom of God. And then when you pray for them, it may take God anywhere from three months to a year to heal them, because he's going to find out, are they going to do what you told them to do? And if they do, then he will go ahead and heal them. If they do not, they'll die. It just It's just, that's just the way it is. So, Cancer, it's a terrible thing. It's a terrible disease. But these are the things that i found that really causes cancer and cause it to bloom and kill people. Unforgiveness, bitterness, not putting God first and not producing fruit for the kingdom of God. Those are some of the major things that will bring cancer, and every one of them is a curable item. I've seen cancer healed in so many children, so many people, uh, old and young. Uh, it's just amazing, uh, but it works every time. Praise the Lord.
0: Now, I, one of the reasons, I guess, you know, uh, I traveled over in Africa, and and one of the reasons that we saw so many people healed there was because they received Christ, and it was the first time they received Christ, and so the Sozo, you know, covered their cancer,
2: or whatever their disease was. That's right. Correct? Absolutely. When, when a person but, comes to Jesus and accepts Jesus, he is redeemed from sin and redeemed from the curse, which includes cancer. So if you can get all those at the same time and pray for the guy, you can get them healed. But over here, we yeah, don't it,
0: know that. Over here, the problem is a lot of people have been raised in the church, yeah. and they've kind of become stagnant. And, you know, and just like you said, they don't put God first. They don't study his word. And uh, so that's why we're, we're not seeing a lot of them healed over here because, uh, the, the, well, truthfully, they, they
2: turn to the doctor and trust the doctor instead of trusting God, which is Absolutely. not <laughs> There's a do- There is another major issue right there that people, uh, people in, when over there in Africa or whatever, they don't have all those doctors to go to in so many places. And so when you lead them to Jesus and they get saved, now they're redeemed from sin and they're redeemed from the curse. And so then if you can pray, if they got a problem, a medical problem, you can pray for it. And they're in a perfect place to receive healing from God because everything's been paid for and it's, you're at the right time. Over here, these people have been raised in America where there is television, Christian television, all over the place. But people don't want to watch it. They want to watch some crazy murdering show. They don't want to watch Christian television. Or, you know, that uh, uh, they want to go to a movie or they want to go do something else, but nobody wants to go to church on Sunday and put God first. And so, I mean, I've asked people over and over and over when they come to a healing school, I said, okay, today I'm going to give each one of you all a notepad. Since the Word of God says study to show yourself approved unto God, I'm assuming that all of you been a Christian for more than 10 years, have surely spent a few hours every week studying God's Word, because He told you to do it, so I'm going to give you all a notepad, and I want every one of you to write down your favorite 100 verses from the Word of God before you can go home, before I can pray for you for healing, and everybody just has a double take, 100 verses, I said, that's nothing, that's nothing, I mean, you know, you ought to have a thousand in your heart, not a hundred, but they don't have. So that's why the Lord told us to hide his word in our heart so that we will not sin against him. If you don't have the word hidden in your heart, you don't know, you don't even know what he likes and what he doesn't like. And so it's impossible to please him. And so you, that's why we have so much cancer and, and sickness and disease between men and women and their the children. And all kinds of things because they just won't put god first well you know if you if you want to be sick you know nobody nobody seems to care till they get cancer then when they get cancer now they're all excited what can i do to get this healed especially when a doctor says there ain't no cure for what you got there's no cure but there is a cure If you find the right man or the right woman that knows the principles and they can teach you the principles of the kingdom and you can repent of your sin and come to God and say, God, I'm so sorry that I have not put you first from this day forward. Or I'm sorry I have not submitted to my husband when it comes to the women. So many women, you know, they won't submit to their husband. And so many husbands will not love their wives like Christ loved the church. They take each other for granted. And all these things can bring secondary kinds of cancer into your body. And, of course, when it comes to women, breast cancer. We're talking about all forms of cancer here tonight. Breast cancer is absolutely caused because of unforgiveness against another woman. I've seen this hundreds and hundreds of times. Women, if they have breast cancer, they have an unforgiveness toward a woman somewhere. There's a female that they have bitterness or unforgiveness against and I've seen many of them that when they would re- repent of that sin, they would get healed the same day. I mean, the knots of the tumors or whatever in their breasts would, the, that had been diagnosed as cancer, they go away. Some of them right then. Wow. So, you know, if a woman does not want to have breast cancer, she don't need to go down every couple of years and have a mammogram test done. She needs to make sure she walks in love. If she walks in love with God, I guarantee if she does what God says and she submits to her husband in all things, like the Word of God said, and walks in love to all women, that woman will never have to worry about breast cancer. It will not come upon her. Isn't that something? That's, that's incredible. I've seen, it, I've seen these hundreds of these cases with women with breast cancer. Hundreds and many of them uh, you know it's just, it's just amazing and many of them have been healed i pray for them at a service the next sunday they come back they've been some of them been to the doctor even had checks some of them when i pray for them the knots and lumps go away right there some of the women i have them put their hand their own hand on their breast where the lumps are and and we pray after they get rid of their sin now they got to get rid of that sin yes Every time, every woman that's ever come to me that had breast cancer, when I said you got unforgiveness toward a woman, every one of them says, "How did you know that?" I said, "Because you got unforgiveness in you you got because you got uh, breast cancer." I said, "That's what brings it—unforgiveness against a female." And so they, every one, and some of them said, "Well, yeah, my mother—I just can't stand my mother." I said, "Well, God says you got to honor your mother and father." That your everything will go well with you, and that you you may live a long life. I said he meant what he said there, and so I said, you know, that breast cancers come from God because of your unforgiveness. I said you forgive, I'll pray the prayer of faith for you, and I do, and thank the Lord. And bam, sometimes the tumors go away right there. I've seen it happen several times in my life, but many, many more that didn't go away right there within a week or two or a month. They come back to me, and I, Pastor. I'm completely healed. Not a sign of breast cancer left in my body. I'm totally healed. So I've seen it over and over and over, you know. So if God says walk in love, what, what do we think He meant, huh?
3: <laughs>
2: walk in love. Amen, brother. That's the way I look at it. If God says walk in love, I think He means what He says. Well,
1: Thurman, say let me. This is, this is said. Jake. Sorry. Let me let me ask you real quick, Thurman. As far as like lung cancer goes. Is is every type of cancer linked to some different situation most of the time? Like is lung cancer, is there any?
2: Usually lung cancer is caused because you do not love yourself. Nearly every time. Lung cancer or problem with your heart is always because you do not love yourself. And the Lord says, you are to love me with all your heart, mind, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. And multitudes of people, I especially when my wife and I travel to Germany and Norway, we've been to both of those countries five different times, and we have seen hundreds and hundreds of women, mostly, that have lung cancer or, or problem with their heart, high blood pressure, but lung cancer for sure, it's always caused in a female because they do not love themselves. And I've seen many of them healed, many of them. You know, when they uh, repent of that sin and say, Lord, I'm sorry, I promise you, I will love myself. I lead them through unforgiveness and say, you know, Lord, I'm sorry that I didn't love myself. I ask you to forgive me for not loving myself. And I promise you from this day forward, I will love myself because you commanded me to love myself. So I promise you, Lord, I will love myself. Now, thank you for forgiving me and thank you for healing me. I've seen women healed and given a brand new set of lungs. When they go to the doctor a week or a month later, the doctors can't believe it. They've got a brand new set of lungs all because they got rid of that bitterness toward themselves and didn't love themselves. So it's really quite simple. The book is really quite simple. And so the, the Lord even said in his word, he said, If you will do everything I say, obey me. Now, this is under the Old Covenant, but it's all still the same deal. Under the Old Covenant in Exodus and Deuteronomy, he says, If you will obey me and do everything I tell you in my word, then I, God, will take all sickness away from you, and you will have no sickness. So what do we do? We don't do what he says. And so he puts sickness on us. And people have a real hard time believing God put sickness on you. I mean, I have lots of preachers won't believe that at all. But when you go back to Matthew 18, 21 through 35, Jesus is speaking, and he clearly says, if you do not forgive everybody from your heart, the Father will turn you over to the tormenting spirit. And that tormenting spirit is sent by God the Father right there in that scripture. And so, you know, that's, the Lord, if you if you obey him, he will not put sickness on you. But you can go to Deuteronomy 28, and anybody that's ever read Deuteronomy 28 from chapter, I mean, from verse 1 to verse 65, if you don't see in that, for it says over and over and over, if you do not obey me, I, the Lord, will smite you with this. I, the Lord, will strike you with this. By the Lord, I mean, my, how many times does he have to say it? It's just over and over and over. So, But it's real simple. He bore our sickness and removed our disease on the cross, so if we'll walk in love and do what he says, then we don't have to be sick. I mean, I, I've learned these principles 35 years ago, and, and as I have prayed for thousands of people over those 35 years, I've seen thousands of people healed. And myself, just like that word sozo you used a while ago, That word means saved, healed, made whole, delivered, and preserved. So when I learned the truth of that, walking in love, like the Lord told me, and then I moved over into the faith world. Now, if I'm walking in love and I move into the faith world and I claim that so-so, then I'm not only saved, I'm healed. I'm made whole. I'm delivered. I used those scriptures in Romans 10, 8, and 9 35 years ago to receive Jesus Christ as my personal healer. And I have never been sick since I've done that. 35 years. I'm 76 years of age. I've never had a sick day in the last 35 years. So it works. God's word works. You don't have to be sick, but you have to put him first. If you don't, you're going to be sick, and it will probably bring cancer on you. And nobody wants cancer, do they? No, they don't.
0: You know, I have a I have
2: a good friend in
0: New uh named Denise, and her mother you know, was was taken by cancer, and she has two friends that are in their 40s, and both girls have stage 4 cancer. I don't remember one, I think, was colon cancer, and the other one has it all over. But when I heard them say the left breast, I thought about something I've heard in your teaching about, uh, you know, unforgiveness towards a woman in your family, I think is what you said one time or
2: In other words, uh, when I told you, I I did not discuss that because I just said if a woman has breast cancer, she has unforgiveness toward a female. Now, my wife, she has isolated that down even closer, and she got to noticing over the years. She said, have you noticed that every time a woman comes to us that has breast cancer in her left breast, she has unforgiveness toward a female member of the family, you know, like mother, daughter, sister. And Correct. I said, no, yeah. I really hadn't noticed that. She said, well, and every time a woman comes to us with breast cancer in the right breast, she ha- always has unforgiveness toward a female acquaintance, but not a family member. I said, I had never picked up on that. And my wife said, well, th- start paying attention, and let's see what happens. And so it, we it did. It takes
0: a woman. It takes yeah, a, woman sure, yeah. a woman I mean these
2: Detailed women. <laughs> Praise God for these detailed women. But my wife is very detailed. And she she noticed this, and I did not notice it. But after she mentioned it to me, I mean, every time, without fail, she's been right not one single problem has there been when she was wrong. Not one. She's been right 100% of the time. So if you're a female and you have breast cancer in your left breast, you got a bitterness or an unforgiveness toward a female member of your family somewhere. and And so you got to get rid of that. you got to forgive them. And then somebody's got to break that curse over you and cast that spirit out of you. And whenever they do, then you can get well. You know. And so it's a, it's a wonderful thing to know that you don't have to be sick. That's the number one thing. You don't have to be sick. You don't have to have cancer. You don't have to live your life in fear. All you got to know is you've got to put God first and love him, and love him with all your heart and then love your neighbor as yourself. That is the only commandment God gave the church, the only so, commandment.
1: Isn't that something? Sermon, oh, sorry. Over the over the years, um, what has been the most common form of cancer you've seen, and what is it related to?
2: Is it one of the ones you've already covered? Yeah, the the ones I've talked about, the the ones, the well, the most common, like I say, is the. Uh, uh, unforgiveness or bitterness, uh, which brings cancer, or not putting God first—those are the two that gets most people. And then, of course, I guess number three is probably uh, not producing fruit for the kingdom of God. You know, uh, John fifteen two. Uh, I've seen that bring several different kinds of cancer on people—brain tumors and and uh, all kinds of all kinds of cancers. But uh, one of the other things too that's very uh, wonderful to learn. Is when I started noticing men that have uh, prostate cancer. Uh, that, that's, that's amazing that uh, when you see so many men, in fact, I heard something, I was listening to a radio program the other day, and, and they said, uh, I think they said, uh, by the time a man is 56 years old or something like that, 46% of all the men that age will have an uh, attack or prostate cancer. It was really high, you know, almost uh, one out of two or something like that. And I thought to myself, okay, and of course I know why. I've learned what causes prostate cancer. Men looking at pornography. Men lusting for another woman besides their own wife. Wow. Men do that. Men looking at a woman that's not their wife. When a woman walks in the room, if you look at her, you should look at her right in her eyes. You should look at her nowhere else. If you look at her at her breast or her butt, if you start looking at the women like that, I guarantee in a few years of doing that, it will bring prostate cancer upon you. It'll bring prostate failures, and then eventually it'll bring cancer. And if you look long enough, I've seen it many times, it'll bring cancer in the left eye. Every time the cancer will be in the left eye. When a man is looking at a female, as he's looking at those females, those, those uh, uh, naked women uh, with that, and all the stuff that men look at that they shouldn't look at, or if they look at the girls, well, especially if they go to the beach, men they're looking at all them girls with all that flesh sticking out all over them. Men, don't go there. I mean, if you go down there, don't look, you know, unless you want to have prostate cancer or uh, cancer in your left eye. I've seen it. In fact, I had a guy up in the Northeast one time several years ago that called me, wanted me to come up there because he had uh, cancer in his left eye. When I got up there, he had a lovely wife and three lovely children. And uh, I told him, I said, you know, sir, I said, have you been looking at uh, uh, pornography? And his wife immediately said, yes, he does, and I don't like it. I thought well I don't blame you ma'am I wouldn't like it either if I was married to a man if I was a woman I wouldn't want him looking at other women either but I said sir that's where your problem is I said now God's a merciful God I said if you will repent and tell him you're sorry for that and make God a promise you won't do it no more I said he'll heal you when I pray for you so he asked his wife to forgive him and she did and he asked God to forgive him and of course the scripture says he does and and so then we prayed the prayer of faith for him, and uh, I guess it was a month later, he, we we left, and about a month later, we he called me, and he said, Thurman, I just went to the doctor again, and I was checked, and I have absolutely no cancer in my left eye. It's cancer-free. I said, well, praise God. I said, now, you know, don't get back into that stuff. Oh, he said, don't worry, I won't. Well, about six months later, his wife called me and said, Thurman, the prostate cancer, I mean, the... Cancer in my husband's left eye has come back. I said, oh, my goodness gracious, a lie. I said, let me talk to him. So they put him on the phone, and I said, sir, are you looking at that pornography again? He said, Thurman, I can't help myself. I said, yes, you can. You're a son of God. You have been given the power to do anything you want to do. I said, you're yielding to the flesh and not the spirit. I said, you know, you've got to repent. He said, I just can't not look at it. I said, Well you got to, you gotta repent and ask your wife to forgive you again. So we go through this whole thing again, and I pray for him one more time, and three months later she calls me back and she said, Thurman, I hate to tell you this, but my husband passed away today. He died with that cancer in his left eye. Sad, isn't it? Wow. That's real sad. It's all real sad. But you know, you don't have to do that. You can you can be led by the spirit and not the flesh. But if a a man don't want to have cancer in his left eye, and it'll always be in his left eye. You know, that's just the way it is. It won't ever be in his right eye for, for looking at women, not looking at pornography. It'll always be in his left eye. So if a man will walk in love and do what God says and look at the women where he's supposed to look at them, in the eyes and not their bodies, and he does not look at pornography, a man don't never have to worry about prostate problems. I mean, he won't have none. They, his prostate will always work like it's supposed to. You know, so, I mean, cancer. But, you know, cancer is a terrible thing. But you have to realize that cancer comes from God. But, of course, the Scripture says everything comes from God. God says he takes credit for everything. He says, I made everything. He said there's not anything exist exists except I made it. Now, of course, that means everything. You know, and I, I realize a lot of people have a problem with that. But when you go to Deuteronomy 28, if you read, especially starting with verse 15 and 16, and you start reading on the curses, and it says, If you do not obey me, I will curse you and your children. I will afflict you. I will smite you and your children with madness, with, you know, everything. I mean, he lists the incurable itch, hemorrhoids. He. You name it. He lists every kind of disease known to mankind. And he says, I am the one. I, the Lord, will smite you with these diseases. I, God, will put this on you. And so, you know, if you don't want him to put it on you, then do what he says. You know, walk in love. Obey him. He'll take it away. You know, he's an awesome God. You know, you don't, don't take a lot of screaming and hollering and jumping. It just takes getting people to repent of sin, and then pray a simple prayer of faith, and God, he hears your prayer if you're walking in obedience to his word, and he'll heal you, and he'll forgive you, you know, but you've got to put him first. It's just that simple. Praise God. You know, the other day, well, of course, I'm I'm simple
0: guy, so he explained it to me a little different the other day. He said, basically, you've got this umbrella as long as you stay under my umbrella, you don't get wet.
2: When that's you right. step
0: out from underneath it, <laughs> you're going to get wet. And, and that's, that's the same thing with, with, you know, as long as you stay out of sin. Yeah, that's right.
2: As long you know, as you walk in love. Walk, and you know, walk mean, he, in he, love. He, like I say, that's the only commandment God give us under the new covenant. Do love. And, and we're supposed to love who first? Him, right? We're supposed to put yeah. God first, then our neighbor, and then ourself. So if we walk in that God kind of love, you're right. While you're dwelling in a secret place, in other words, you're in the Word, while you're dwelling in that secret place, like Psalm 91 says, you're under that umbrella. And, and, he, and Psalm 91 clearly says if you, know, if you will dwell in the secret place of the most high God and you'll say of oh, the Lord, he's my refuge, he's my strength, he's my God, and him will I trust, then no sickness, no plague, no disease can come to your house. And Psalms 91 covers all of that in, in 16 verses. It's just amazing what he said there. But if you if you don't do it, it will come to your house, you know. So there's only one you have to please in life, I've learned, and that's the Lord. You don't have to please nobody else, but please God. You please him, walk in love, do what he says. He will take all cancer away from you. And any time you see people with cancer, I guarantee you know the, the Lord did tell us, you know, when you get angry or bitter, He said, do not go, you know, do not give place to the devil. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Is that what He said?
0: That's what He said.
2: What He said, and He meant that. He gives you one day. In other words, if you get bitter with somebody, you better forgive them before nightfall. Because if you go to bed with that bitterness, you can wake up with the devil in bed with you in the morning. And God made the devil too, and He uses him to do His dirty work. You know, so that's that's who comes. That tormenting spirit, that's cancer. Just like Matthew 18, 21 through 35 says, that that tormentor is a tormenting spirit from God. And he sends him, but boy, when he sends him, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And you won't like what that beast does. But I've learned this. I don't worry about having to do spiritual warfare anymore. That's something that I don't even talk about it no more. I just get people to repent of sin, then I kick out that devil. Once I get them to repent of sin and we break the curse, you can speak gently, just say, devil, you gotta go now out of here. And he goes. And he don't come back. He's only there if he has a legal right to be there. And he's got legal right when you sin. And if you just like man uh first John five eighteen confirms that as good as any scripture I know of in the Word of God. It says, My true children. Now in the King James it's virtually impossible to do what it says, because it says, My true children do not sin. They keep themselves from evil, and therefore the evil one cannot touch you. So since we know it's impossible to not sin at all, because we're still flesh and blood, I went back and done some real research on that scripture, and what it really says is, My true children do not practice sinning. In other words, I can make a mistake as long as I get it confessed before sundown, I'm okay. You know, don't do anything stupid. Don't go out and try to sin. Try to walk holy before God. But my true children do not practice sinning. They keep themselves from evil, and therefore the evil one cannot touch you. So, as long as you and I are walking in obedience to God's word, walking in love, doing what he says, the devil is no problem. You know, if he if he even tries to come to you, that's when you got James four seven that says, Submit yourself to God, then you can resist the enemy and he'll flee from you in terror. And that's what that's the way it works. And so we don't have to be sick. We're only sick because we don't have we don't believe the word of God and we don't believe it means what it says, and we believe what everybody else has told us instead of what the word says, and so we try to rationalize everything. I'm under grace. I can go out and sleep with my boyfriend if I want to, and God will be merciful, and he will forgive me. Yeah, he'll forgive you, but he'll kill you for it, too. He will. That's just like First Corinthians three sixteen and 17. That doesn't necessarily bring cancer. That can bring all kinds of devastating diseases, but he says there, if you defile your temple with any kind of sin, and your mind and your body is the temple of the living God, he says, if you defile your temple, I will destroy your temple. I have seen boys and girls move in together that are not married. And I go to them when I see that. I say, kids, you've got to stop this. I said, it'll kill one of you or both of you. I, no, no, Mr. Scrivener, there's no way that God would kill us. I said, oh, yeah? I said, he says so in 1 Corinthians 3:16 and 17. And they read that and say, Uh, He doesn't mean that. That's not what he means. I said, that's exactly what he means. He said, if you defile your temple, he will destroy your temple. And I've seen many a young girl and young boy that anywhere from two to five years, sometimes seven or eight years, I've told them three, four, five, six times, and finally the young girl, don't wake up one morning, she dies, or the young boy dies. Or he comes down with brain tumors, and he can't do nothing. Or he gets hurt real, real bad. In a I know one boy that was sleeping with a girl, and wasn't. He, it's amazing. This boy was out messing with motorcycles and four-wheelers and sleeping with a girl he wasn't married to. And he had been told several times that he needed to stop doing that, and he would not. And then he went to do a, a flip on that four-wheeler. And that four wheeler flipped upside down and then fell on him, and today he's a quadriplegic. Every, every act of sin is, is is You get disciplined for every act of sin. It, it says the scripture says so. It says every act of sexual immorality is judged. Every act. In Hebrews 13 4. So if every act of sexual immorality is judged, and you get by with nothing then what do you think God's going to do? I don't, I, we don't believe him. We just don't believe him. Of course, he's a merciful and mighty God that if we get all these cancers and all this stuff, if you'll just pl- promise him you'll stop doing those crazy things, you know, he'll forgive you and then he'll heal you. And then as long as you walk in love, you can walk the rest of your life with no more sickness and disease. He is an awesome, merciful, mighty king. wow yeah that's what I say wow he is awesome yeah <laughs> he means what he says <laughs> you, you know
0: I, I want to bring up something because one of the most awesome ones I saw it was somebody that I uh, I met over uh, you know I told him I meet him at your healing school yeah. uh, which by the way just to let you know everybody
2: out there know that
0: every it's. It's the second Saturday of every month.
2: You have a healing school. Yeah, at one it starts at one o'clock.
0: At one o'clock.
2: Second Saturday uh, ever. Every second Saturday of every month, starting at one o'clock, we have a healing school, and it usually takes about four to five hours for the teaching, and then we pray for people till it's till the last person has been prayed for, and whatever that takes, we have a, we have been here a few times as late as twelve or one or two o'clock in the morning on Sunday morning praying for people. So, so where are you guys located at, Herman? We are at 7417 Faith Lane, uh, Argyle, Texas, 76226. Okay. It's out in the country. And, and
0: his website is uh, thelivingsaviorministry.org, and yeah. you can basically listen to, you know, everything of his right there on the website. If yeah. If you just go
2: to, yeah, if you just go to where it says, on the web.
0: 900. Yeah. Nine hundred people, t- Wow! Well, I knew it was
2: a lot. It is nine over over nine hundred now. But uh, well, what I
0: was going to say is, is the the one guy,
2: basically, he had already gone through chemo three times. Yeah, he still got that unforgiveness. He's not. He's the, you can go well, on, over and over well, and over until you get rid of the sin. The curse is going to remain.
0: He, well, he did. He got rid of the, he got rid of the unforgiveness. Everything else. So I, finally, I said, "Look, just meet me at the healing school." Okay. So, during the, the halftime admission deal, you know, he came up to the front and he told you, and you turned to his wife and said, do you have unforgiveness? And she said, well, yes, of course I do. And he said, well, there's the problem. There's the problem. And, That's exactly what I'm you telling know, you. Oh, they they left mad. But, you know, just like you said at the beginning, once you marry, if you become one. That's right. And so they got mad, you know, or she got really mad. They went home. They discussed it. She repented of everything, forgave all those people, and do you know he's completely cancer-free today. Isn't
2: that wonderful? <laughs>
0: and this this has been at least a year and a half, two years now. Matter of fact, you know, he went back to to check, and they said, well, we don't understand. It's shrinking, you know. And, uh, you know, he's he's back now working and back doing what he was before. And, uh, you know, so he. As long and a as. Him
2: time, yeah, as long as him and his wife walk in love, they'll be okay.
1: <laughs> exactly. And, and well, that, you know, a lot of times the truth does make people angry, you know. Just like what you're sharing tonight, sir. I'm sure there's a lot of people who's going to tip over some sacred cows, but oh, they yeah. need to know the truth, you know.
2: I'm, I'm not new to this. I've been doing this for 30 years, so I I've seen everything. You know, I, I know what works and I know what doesn't work. And so I know what I know what will get you healed. That's how that Sid Roth could say the other day when I was like, Sid called me and wanted me to come over to North Carolina, and we made a few shows. And uh, while I was over there, he, he introduced me and said, this man will guarantee you that God will heal you if he prays for you. I, I told him, I said, Sid, that's not exactly right. I said, I guarantee you that God will heal you if you obey him and do what he says, not if I pray for you. It's not my prayer that gets you healed. It's your obedience to obey God. That's what gets you healed. And I said, yes, I will. If people, if I have, can have time with people, and, of course, if they haven't committed to sin unto death. Some people have committed to sin unto death uh, in 1 John five, 4 and 5, and there's just, there's just not anything you can do. Whenever they've committed to sin unto death, it's over. They're going to die. I don't care whether they're young or old. Uh, it just that's just the way it is but I, I didn't write the book god wrote the book but i do know so what
1: is what does that mean commit sin unto death though? that just means that they've done it so much that
2: no no you don't necessarily have to do it a lot there in fact there's one only one sin unto death that i know of that's written in the scripture and it's in the book of acts where ananias and sapphira lied to the holy spirit about money they both died instantly if you've read that story right
1: Yes, yes.
2: Yeah, see, that that, that was the sin unto death. Ananias came in and lied to Peter about the money, the property they'd sold, and he told him a lie, and so the Lord killed him. The Lord killed Ananias right there, and they hauled him out and buried him, and three hours later when his wife came to church, Peter said, uh, Ananias, is this, uh, Sapphira? said, is this the price that you got for the land? She said, yes, that's the price, and we're going to give it all to God. He says, why have you two decided to lie to God? Now, because you've lied, you're going to die. And instantly she dropped dead. And it says, and great fear fell upon the church. Hey, I would think so. You know, so if people understood God and understood his principles and knows how he worked, if you really understood how God worked, you would definitely change the way you treat everybody. If If you, when you learn that you, everything happens in your life, Every bad physical thing that happens, you know, sickness or anything comes upon you. You, you, get, you get a broken arm or a leg or a hand or a foot or anything. It's because of some sin that you committed that you're being judged for. When you get a hold of that, I mean, it will change the way you do business. I mean, you will walk in love. If you, well, if you if you get tired of sick and tired of being sick and tired, you'll quit. You'll quit sinning you know and when you do then you won't have a problem but you know i mean i don't care like i say in 30 years i've been doing this for 30 years i'd love to see the whole body of Christ including every pastor and everything believe what god's word says because everything i say i back up from it is written in god's word and so if people can't believe it you know then i mean i was listening to a pastor the other night well known pastor i would never mention his name because he's so well known But as he was teaching on basically the same thing I do about a healing school. And he was quoting Psalms 103. He said, here it says in Psalms 103 that God forgives all of our iniquities. And he said, we know he does that. We know we believe he does that. But the next part of that verse says, and he heals all of our diseases. But we said, we know he does not do that. So we said, we don't understand this. I thought, sir. You're not reading it in the context it's written. God said in his word, if you forgive, in other words, I'm the one that forgives all of your iniquities. So if you come to the Lord and ask him to forgive all of your iniquities, he will forgive them. Once he has forgiven you, then that next line kicks in. Then I will heal all of your diseases. And I've seen many people that come to me that just like that story you talked about, that man and the woman, whenever I offended her, when I told her, there's your problem, you have unforgiveness, but when she got it taken care of, her husband got well. I've seen that many times. and so. But if people don't see this and don't know this is how it works, then they take offense when you try to tell them, and they go off in a huff saying, you know, you're not right. But I guarantee I'm right because it's in God's Word. And everybody that will believe his word and do what he says and get rid of every sin, and then he, you come to him, and I don't care if you got a dozen or 20 or 30 things wrong with you, if you've confessed every sin and give it to God, and then you come to him and ask him by faith to forgive you and heal you of every disease, I have seen men and women both that will have as high as 10 or 20 things wrong with them after the prayer faith has prayed for all of them, within two to three months, they don't have a single thing wrong with them nowhere in their physical body. And I've seen some people as old as 60 and 70 years old like that that had a list of things when they came to me, and when they got rid of all the sins, they didn't realize what they were doing wrong. And, and so many women don't understand what it means when God says, Wives, you must submit to your own husband in everything. They don't believe that. And so they there's so... There's so many women out there that are sick and afflicted that have stomach problems, cramps in their feet, you know, you name it. All kinds of things wrong with them. Arthritis, all kinds of things because they will not submit to their husband. But God told them to. And if they don't, they're going to have, they're going to have misery and uncomfortable things happen to them until they learn to submit. If they never learn, they'll suffer these things all their life. I've seen it over and over and over. Isn't that something? That is something. Wow. God means exactly what He says. I mean, if He says something like, if He says, Husbands, love your wives like Christ loved the church, or I will not answer your prayer. How, what do you do with that? What do you think that means?
0: Yeah, if He it means says, Love
2: your wife. Yeah. If if you don't love your wife, what's he gonna do?
0: Not answer your prayers.
2: That's, that's, and who is it that has the power to answer our prayer or not? It's God. God. <laughs> is that yeah. true? That's true. Sure. Ain't nobody else. Ain't nobody. I mean, when we pray, there's only one that can answer that prayer, and it's God. God. And if he don't and he has the power to either to answer it or to withhold it. And if he said, If you're not walking in love with your wife, I won't answer your prayer <laughs> let me tell you. He won't answer your prayer, and I think I think that's why so many men quit praying for their wives because they could never get an answer because they weren't treating her like Christ loved the church. They wasn't walking in love with their wife. They was taking her for granted. They're getting you know there's they're just not loving her. And so God says, okay, that's the way you're going to treat my daughter, and you got to remember that girl's His daughter. <laughs> God is your father-in-law. <laughs> you know, so you better yeah. treat her good. Because he's always with you. And I'm telling you, my wife, uh, I, I, I'm telling you, since I've learned these principles, if my wife has anything wrong with her, she she never prays for herself because she knows she can't. Because God says the wife is to submit to the husband in everything. And everything means everything. So my wife, if there's anything, she has a, has a problem, a, a cramp in her stomach or I mean, maybe, who knows what little odds and ends, or maybe she's strained her arm, or got a muscle strain, or anything. She'll come to me and say, honey, i got this problem. Will you please pray for me? And I do. And anywhere from instantly to an hour or two, uh, everything's gone. And she's normal. She, she loves having a man that, that believes God's Word, that walks in obedience to God's Word the best I know how, And to pray for her and see her see the Lord, answer my prayer for my wife every time. She loves it, and of course I think any woman would, but I've learned a secret. All I gotta do is obey God and His Word, read His Word, study His Word, spend time with Him every day in His Word, and then do what He says and Hey, he'll always do what he says, and your life will be great, and you won't never have to have never have to even be concerned about cancer. Just like that story you told a while ago, that girl and that her husband. He'd had the problem and two or three surgeries, and it was her problem that brought the cancer upon him. Yeah. So I've seen that many times in my life. Many times. So make sure you marry one that don't hold any grudges, right? Oh yeah. Make sure you're married both well, one that walks in love. You both need to walk in love. Both of you, like you said, a husband and wife, when they get married, they become one in God's sight, and you know that. You know, they become one. And so God looks at them as a unit, and he expects both of them to walk in love and to forgive everybody. And if you do, I mean, it's it, it can bring cancer on either one of you until you have children. And after you have children, then it can bring the cancer on the children. And I've seen that happen many times. Usually the children have to be 15 to 18 years of age, sometimes even 18 to 20 before the parent's sins does not pass on to the children. In fact, let me tell you a brand new one that I just uh, uh, got just a couple weeks ago. We were on a Sid Roth show, and we were all over the world. Sid showed that thing everywhere. And there was a man man from... uh, uh, down under he, called, he sent me an email he said I'm from Australia and he says uh, I listened to you on Sid Roth and he said eczema came up on my body really bad when I was 7 and he said I'm 41 I've had this terrible eczema and he said I've been to the finest doctors and he said I, I can't nobody can help me well he has the incurable itch that cannot be healed it's in Deuteronomy 28:27. that's where you find that curse it's written And he's got the incurable itch. He cannot be healed. So he said, When I listened, I went to your website and I listened to some of your teaching and I found out I could go to God, according to Jeremiah 33 3, and asked the Lord, Lord, why did this sickness come upon me so I'll know what to repent of? So he said, I went to the Lord after reading something here, listening to some of your teaching on your web, and said, uh, I went there and I listened and said, uh, I found out that I could go directly to God. So I said, Lord, According to Jeremiah 33.3, 3, what did I do that brought this sickness upon my body when I was seven years of age? And he said, the Lord spoke to me immediately. He said, the sickness came upon you because your daddy committed adultery with the woman next door. Now, ain't that Wow. Sad? Because your daddy committed adultery with the woman next door. He said, but Lord, there were three of us kids. Why did it come upon me? He said, because you were your daddy's favorite, and with that sickness on you, it hurt your daddy worse than it would any other child having the sickness. That's why it came upon you. Wow, that's crazy. Crazy, but that's God's word. He said it. It's in his word. I've seen that happen over and over and over to people. I've seen multitudes of children sick and afflicted because one of the parents done something stupid like that. I've even seen children die. Because the parent did something like that. Because it was, it was a terrible disease. And another thing I have noticed in the last few years, every child, every child so far, Now I'm saying that this may not be true 100% of the time, and I know it's not going to be 100% of the time because I know God, he's an awesome, diverse God. But out of all the cases I've ever checked that had cerebral palsy, both boys and girls every case of cerebral palsy that I've checked either the mother or the daddy committed adultery while the mother was carrying that child in her womb wow every child every one of them there's been an adulterous affair involved with every act of sexual every act of that sexual sin and that uh, that sickness cerebral palsy every child in fact i've only had one child three years old that they came to me and she the little girl she had cerebral palsy and uh, a friend of theirs told them about me and they came out here and uh, i sat down with them and i said let me ask you a question i said while you were carrying this baby in your womb did either of you commit adultery and she looked at her husband and said he did and i said sir Are you guilty he said I did he said while my wife was carrying our baby in her womb I committed adultery with another woman I said so you got into unforgiveness with your husband and that brought the cerebral palsy upon your child so I said if both of y'all will forgive each other and then you'll ask God to forgive you both of you I'll pray for the healing of your child and we did and about three months later they contacted me and said the child was completely healed of cerebral palsy.
0: Wow, that's that's uh, that's incredible.
2: It is, but it's God's word, you know, and, and He promises it, and you know, so you know, if we all learned this, if we were to learn these things, it, it'd straighten up the church. Yeah. If they knew there was a consequence, you could get over that greasy grace. You know, when you hear yeah. somebody say, you know, we're under grace, we're not under law. You're under grace as long as you walk in love. When you step out of that love walk, you just fell from grace. You have transgressed the law of God, and you just become a sinner. And I guarantee it'll get you.
0: Wow! I, I tell you what, I think you gave uh, you gave a lot of stuff to chew on tonight.
2: Praise the Lord! Yeah, let everybody listen to that and meditate on that, and that'll give them something to think about. Because see, I'm speaking out of experience. These are not just not just the word of God. This is experiences that go with it. And you have even seen a few of these experiences yourself. Oh yeah, like you and, said, and I have, and his wife. You uh, know, when he had the cancer and had three surgeries and was not get no better, and then we found out that at our healing school that it was her unforgiveness, and she forgave, and uh, that he got well.
0: And, and I have to say this too. Um, I have had a lot of people. That I've told him just to call your ministry and I said you don't have to talk to Thurman no, I absolutely. Said, you know, there's he's got all of them trained the same way and uh, and I mean from I, I you know just uh, two weeks ago a guy who basically he told me he was getting divorced and I said do you want to get divorced and he said no he said but my wife you know just I you know he's he said i think she had an affair but she she just won't listen she won't it. and i said just call and ask them to pray with you about it that very night she called back and said you know i i don't want a divorce i want to work
2: this out praise the lord
0: you know so i mean uh, that you know y- you uh they don't have to call you they can they can call and talk to anybody
2: on your staff basically that uh,
0: the you know they know how to pray
2: Lord has trained them all very well. He really has. Praise the Lord. He's an awesome God. You know that? And He loves us and He's so merciful and His mercy's new every morning. If it wasn't for all those good things, Him being so merciful and patient and long suffering, every one of us would already be dead. You know that? I know I would. <laughs> yeah, He would have killed us all. We can stop and look back when we were that wicked sinner. While we were yet that wicked sinner. Christ died for us. Man, he paid the price. So we didn't have to go there. So we didn't have to spend eternity in hell. And so we don't have to be sick. And we'll just obey him. But people, most people don't believe. So, But boy, for those that believe, they get healed, don't they?
0: They do. They get healed.
2: They do. They get healed. We've seen multitudes of them get healed. So, And I love it. I love God. I love seeing the Lord heal his people and his children. For sure the children. That's what I'm so grateful for. All the children I've had the privilege to see the Lord heal. I mean many, many multitudes of children I've seen healed. And so thank God for those being God being merciful to those children. And many of them have cancer. Many of those children have cancer, you know, especially when their mom and dad gets into bitterness and unforgiveness and gets a divorce. It can bring cancer on the children. And it's terrible what it does, but I know what causes it. You know, if they'll repent and get right with God, he'll he'll heal them. They don't have to be sick. They are their children. Don't have to be sick. All you got to do is obey the Master and do what He says. Really, quite simple.
0: Wow. Well, Thurman, I want to I want to say thank you, Amen, for uh, coming and talking with us because, you know, like I said, I've I've got a lot of. Uh, friends a lot of patients that that are all struggling with you know not just cancer but uh, but cancer is one of the big ones
2: oh yeah yes that's that's a scary one that's when people say oh i got cancer well everybody jumps up, dies down and they don't realize it's a sin they're creating that causes it so all they need to do is repent and get back in there and have somebody break the curse over them and cast out that spirit and pray the prayer of faith for them and it's a done deal I see and, cancer healed all the time. My wife says, cancer is a piece of cake. We get we see God healed cancer all the time. And we do.
0: Isn't that something? Well, that, yeah, that's incredible. And uh, and I believe that, uh, you know, this is going to really help a lot of people. Amen. I will also make sure I attach your phone number and, and the information, uh, you know, to the podcast and to the uh, website and all that so that way uh, – They can contact you or call you, and and, uh, um, also, you know, I've told a lot of them, too, that, you know, if they need something to build their faith, and they call in and ask for CDs that, you know, um, y'all give them away because God told you never to charge, so people didn't ever say you were doing it for the money.
2: Ten, twelve, fifteen thousand of those a week we give to somebody, or, or we put them all on the web so they can listen to them anytime they want to all over the world. Yeah, they're doing that. Actually, I listen to them driving a lot. Amen. I get on there and that's good. Yeah, so. We put them on there and put them on there for free. We want people to know God's Word. You know, so I've come to realize whenever people get healed of cancer and they got healed listening to our ministry, I don't even have to ask them for money. They'll send me a check. Amen. When they get healed of cancer, you go to a doctor and take a chemo treatment, it costs you $30,000. And you take six of those and spend it cost you a fortune and then you, you still die anyway. Or you come out here and you listen to what I tell you and I pray for you after you repent and you get totally healed. It didn't cost you a dime, didn't cost you nothing. So, you know, most of those people, if they come up with an extra hundred or two hundred bucks later on, they don't have no problem sending the Living Savior Ministries $100 or $500 or whatever. You know, because yeah. you get heals. Exactly. There's no side effects, and, and it seems to
0: me what I see, you know, in the hospitals, it's like they'll have chemotherapy, and then you know, and then they'll say, okay, you know, it looks like you're in remission, and it's always about six months later, it's back again.
2: Yeah, that's right. Six months to a couple of years because they didn't get rid of the sin.
0: Yeah, and then the it is it's really, still there. It's usually the the the
2: curse is still there. And so, if the curse is still there, then the demons have legal right to you. And so, through their legal right, they just say, Hey, here's an open door. This guy's got bitterness and unforgiveness, so let's just go in and wipe him out. And so, they'd come in and kill you, put cancer on you, and anywhere from three to six months to two or three years, depending on how long God gives you to try to find out what your sin is. And, of course, He gives you time, you know years sometimes to learn and if you don't finally learn, well you just committed to sin unto death then and, and he takes you out. Wow. Quite simple. Just wow. do what God says. Just believe his word. Walk in love. Can't beat it. Praise the Lord.
0: Well thank you, Thurman. I really appreciate you coming on and I know this is
2: this is gonna help a lot of people. Ladies, uh, we're gonna we're gonna believe it is, that's for sure. Praise Thank you, the Lord, sir. Lord. Maybe you heal all the people that hear this, in Jesus' name, that have cancer. Amen. Amen, brother. Love you. Love you, too. Thank you. See you later. Bye-bye.